Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have a special guest. I know I've had a string of IBG episodes, but I told you guys that I would get some guests on here. It's it's definitely challenging for my schedule. I'm sure other folks' schedule. We're all out there, the dog days of summer, trying to get our work done. So depending on the structure of our company, solo owner operator or cruise, or regardless, it can be hectic. So it's sometimes hard to coordinate. So uh, I'm here with, with uh, Mark with Patriot Outdoor, correct? Correct. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> How you doing, Mark? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I I feel privileged to uh, to uh, just participate in the beyond here. So awesome. So. Well, that's that's good. I I I'm, I appreciate that. I'm you know I'm always humbled by that kind of stuff. I don't take anything for granted. I I just want to connect with everybody and tell stories, share stories, and have a good time, and maybe help some people along the way. Right? Because um, if we all work together, we can be better and, and hopefully in, like, you know, better the industry as a whole, because, yeah. uh, there's definitely some room for improvement. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. So how is it? So you're in Oklahoma city, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right in the middle of Oklahoma city, right in the middle of uh, Oklahoma. Everything is just flat. It's windy and it's flat. Hot and dry, flat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's what it is now. We're here in a mid middle of August. This is that's kind of still typical for you, hot and dry and windy. Yeah, I think we this uh this week, or I guess the middle of middle of last week was probably from about the middle of last week until now was probably the first uh, uh I guess week and a half that we didn't have over a hundred degree temperatures. I think the last two weeks we were sitting at hundred and five every day, hundred and six, and it was just uh miserable. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think how many states over is Oklahoma from Virginia because you have it sounds exactly the same as other than the hot dry and windy I mean it's been hot and dry but I feel like you might have some similar climate as us are you is, so it's starting to cool off right now are you getting some rain or is it just cooler well we actually have gotten a little bit of rain or we're, we're forecasting to get a little bit of rain on Saturday and, and Sunday but we will probably stay at least in the high 80s, mid 90s until probably just about the middle of September. And then it'll probably stay in the 80s through middle of October. And then it'll just kind of fall off a cliff and it'll be into the, <laughs> yeah, it'll start getting cold. So. Okay. And what, so what, what is cold for you guys? So cold for us, really, we, we have a, for us, it's a big, big transition, but we will go from, we will start probably in October, we will get into the, 50s and we'll sit in 50 between 50s and 60s probably until about early December and then it will then we will get cold where we will get freezing type of weather. Gotcha. But it's really I mean but we never have a ton of snow. It just gets cold. Yeah. And we'll have maybe one good snow all season and it'll be an inch or an inch and a half or something like that. That sounds exactly like us. Our, our average snowfall is nine inches. That's it. A total, yeah, about, yeah, yeah, and, fair. and sometimes or usually we get that all at one time, you know, like one one snowstorm, and then we get some dustings yeah. here and there, or maybe we get a couple inches a few times to add up to nine inches. But yeah, I mean, a few years since I've been down here, we've gotten over a foot, and it's just like shut the whole world down. Like people didn't know what to do with themselves, you know. <laughs> I'm over here from the state of New York with my four wheel drive, and I'm like. Get out of my way. People are just stuck trying to go up streets, like up a hill, and they're just sideways, stuck yeah. in people's, you know, I'm like about to go drive in someone's, you know, like front yard in the snow just to get around these people yeah. so I can move on with my day, you know? I have to admit, we don't know how to drive in the ice and snow. As soon as you say ice and snow, it can be a perfect day. You say ice and snow, we'll start having wrecks. I mean, <laughs> we don't know how to drive in the ice and snow. Yeah. Wow. So it is very similar then to Virginia because it, it, yeah. it, all these things you're saying, it's, it's very, very, um, uh, reminds me of everything here. So that's, that's crazy. So how many States again are, are you, are you over? I'm not big on so geography. Probably, so between us, so you have Oklahoma, you'll have <clears throat> Arkansas and then you'll get over to Missouri kind of comes down a little bit, but really Arkansas, then you'll get to Tennessee, Kentucky. And then I think what West Virginia and then Virginia. Okay. So, so you guys are like kind of in the center of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the center. No, I mean, some people have referred to us being part of the South, but we're not really. It's basically Midwest, Southwest. Basically. 
Okay, like South Central, South Central LA over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oklahoma well, City. None of the good or bad stuff. Yeah, none of the good or bad stuff. Oh, a lot to do here. Nice. All right. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, your background, your business, and how you got to where you are today? Sure, sure, sure. Well, so um, I own Patriot Outdoors, and uh, really, it kind of started very, I mean, in a weird way. I've always enjoyed being out outdoors, uh, mowing lawns, taking care of uh, properties. And it was something that my dad and I just did on the side and really just did for fun. But it was only about five, maybe five or six years ago that I started doing it seriously, but doing it on the side is kind of a side uh, hustle. And I uh, had a full-time job with the uh, federal government and enjoyed it. It paid well, but it was still something, just the type of work I did. I was an investigator with the Department of uh, Labor and don't want to say anything bad about the agency at all. The people are wonderful, but the work just really went against the grain of, of, of how I tick. It just wasn't something that, I, that naturally I wanted to do. And in the background, I always had the lawn care. So in 2021, April of 2021, I finally separated from the federal government. And I really didn't know what I was going to do because at the moment I separated, I was three months removed from getting from giving up all of my lawn care contracts because I had decided I wasn't going to do lawn care anymore. So it, so it, it was really weird. December of 2020, I said, I need to focus on my job because I was trying to do both of them. It was too hard. So I said, I'm not going to do lawn care anymore. I'll come back once my boys get uh, older. So I really farmed them out, gave them away. And in April of 2021, I separated from the federal government and had zero clients. And I thought, honey, what are we going to do? And I was like, you've liked lawn care, but and now you have all the time in the world. So I just started grinding again and doing it, doing it. And a lot of my clients were really, really nice. They were really helpful. Like, Mark, if you want to do it, you can have our property, take care of it. And so from zero, I guess, so I think I'm sitting at, I don't know, um, maybe 70, 75 clients now. Wow. But from April, from April last year until now, I've had to really kind of build them back up. But it's something now that I really, uh, I don't just enjoy it. I actually find myself leaving for work, like whistling, happy. I'll skip out to the <laughs> truck, grab the truck, can't wait to go get the uh, trailer. And that just wasn't. You know, that what it wasn't the same way with the uh, eight to five. Yeah. Wow. What, what, what are some things that you did to, to get, you know, customers that fast? So there's, so really it's a combination of a lot of people. All, all of this time I've listened to your own podcast, <laughs> listened to Keith, Brian, um, what's the guy for uh, Christensen, Jonathan Christensen down in uh, Florida. Xander as well with um, Xander as well with uh, trifecta, mm-hmm. and it really I, ne- I I've always listened to to everyone in a, in the uh, background, but never really took them seriously until I had to. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like okay, travel density, okay, you got some uh, flyers. Kids are good. My my kids are still young. They can knock on doors and people pay attention because it's a kid. If yeah. I knock on the door, they're like, "What's this guy? What? Close the door? Yeah, I don't want it." You know. So between the kids, between really going and having someone, I honestly had someone help me with my Google business page. I think they call it something different now, but really going under the hood to really put in all the SEO and everything and make sure it's sending people to my website. Um, getting a jobber, like a job request page put right there on your web page. And I think the SEO and then the combination of uh, really trying to craft a really good intro uh, video um, per um, Jonathan Christensen has a great video that he has explained to people or has told people to use and kind of model. And every time I, contact a customer, they'll say, yeah, I saw your video. That was really good. You know, we're really looking for someone like you guys that are going to really try and prioritize the customer and really look, you know, to customer service and really try and find someone that cares. And so I think it's just a combination of a lot of those things. And uh, it just seems to keep 
people rolling in. I mean, obviously you want, you want more to roll in, but I mean, it's constant. I, I, if I go over there and look on Jabba right now, there's probably four or five people that I need to send an estimate to since yesterday or whatever. Wow. So it just seems to be working and, um, I don't want to break something that's, you know, <laughs> right. Fix yeah. Stop yeah. Are you still doing all, are you doing all the work yourself or do you have any part-timers or full-timers? Yeah. So my brother-in-law has been with me since I started. He just kind of wanted to get out and do some exercise. So he's been with me since I've gotten started, but he's the really only mainstay. I've, I have uh, part-timers float in and out. It's hard to find people that will sit, you know, and you yeah. always feel like you're training a new person, Yeah. but uh, it's mostly me and my brother-in-law that do it. Right now we have uh, three people that really work with us um, pretty, pretty steadily. Um, but um, yeah, we're always looking for more help too. Yeah. Aren't we all right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, so working for the department of labor, would did that give you any sort of advantages or disadvantages when it comes to what we're just talking about with the labor market? And, you know, if you, if you're able to discuss any of that. Yeah. So I think so, because, so I like a lot of the discussions that um, Keith Kalfas will have. Oftentimes you'll hear him discuss things that really deal with um, probably more of the personal, either, uh, emotional discomfort or, or getting accustomed to, 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 to finding it within yourself to uh, work with customers, knowing your worth, really being able to price something well and say, hey, this is what this uh, uh, is valued at and this is what I uh, deserve. You know, sometimes having those conversations with, uh, with, with, with customers can be a little bit difficult. The work that I did with the Department of Labor, basically it, it consisted of and auditing businesses to ensure that they were paying people properly. Uh, so there's always a conversation with a, a business owner about wages. And, you know, if you had to, sometimes you had to hand a, an employer a really fat back wage bill. And I did that for about 10 years. So that was, I got, I was comfortable doing that. And so what I tell myself oftentimes is just, Mark, you got to have a tough conversation Tell this customer, you know, this is what it costs or sit down and take the time to work with this customer and say, hey, I know you don't want to do this with your lawn. That's fine. But just understand what, you know, it's not going to work out right if you do this or that. So I guess just kind of getting comfortable having tough conversations. Yeah, I gotcha. Did you notice any kind of change with uh, all, everything going on with the labor? I mean, you the 2021 is when you said you were ramping back up again, and that was that was rough. You know, we're in 2022 right now. 2021 was where it all hit the fan for people just deciding to take, deciding to take like uh, sabbaticals and stuff all over the place, yeah. you know? So uh, it, it's funny. I, I think it might've been a blessing. You know, I know a, a lot of people have personal opinions on vaccines and, and, and that's kind of a big ball of wax and there's strong opinions in both, uh, you know, both directions. Right. But I actually left right before that mandate was, was, uh, was there. And so I didn't have a lot of issues with that per se, but what I did notice, I think that, that, that there were, I have met a lot of people who really now have kind of, um, uh, begin to focus on, I guess what we call it now, self-care. You know, just saying, hey, I need to be in an industry where I'm happy. Maybe it's not uh, paying as well, but I'm happy. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Or I meet yeah. customers who are kind of reevaluating or saying, hey, I want a nice lawn. I want to spend some time out here. I want to enjoy this. My wife and I spend time out here. Make it look good, Mark. Um, and, and I think um, that is kind of from the customer vantage point. The work that finding help, I feel like that's still the same ball of wax. It's tough to find help. Yeah. I don't feel like we've gotten lots of people knocking on the doors um, really at any point. That hasn't really changed at all. Yeah. No. I mean, it's only kind of gotten worse, really. But I kind of see like now this year, I can definitely see an uptick on people actually applying. I'm not saying the quality is improved by any means, but uh, it's, it's, um, it's definitely 
hope it's definitely encouraging to just to have more people applying in hopes that right. you know you find those diamonds in the, in the rough right you know yes, keep, sir. Right. keep the, the applicants right. coming in so that otherwise you know if you don't have any applicants coming in then you'll never find anybody so I'm i never gonna find you one. yeah like last year when i when i start last spring not the one that we that just passed in 2021 that was where it was all crazy because when i you know i use indeed constantly like that's the my main source of job applicants and it, it they sent a message in response to my job application that I had never seen before in all of the years, like four, three or four years prior to that, that I've been using Indeed, still struggling with finding employees, but I always had, you know, tons of applicants. But <laughs> the, the response was, hey, guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas, plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well. There, so go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. The, the response was, uh, there's an unusually low response for the job posting that you are looking for something really? I, I was like what wow. so that just that kind of like set the that set the set the stage for a really really rough challenging season yes. for trying to find anyone and and then and then try to hold on to who you had and hope for the best yes. with that you know and um yeah so that that was crazy so like i had like five people apply so so like i usually re refresh my application every month um mm -hmm by default because indeed just pauses it <laughs> unless you sponsor it yeah. they pause it because they want you to okay. either they want you to pay um they want you to pay first and foremost because yeah. they're a business and two they also uh, want you they, they 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 want the jobs to be fresh like if they've got like a a job up there posted for like two months then you know they feel like people aren't going to really want to apply to that it's like are they even still hiring you know they, they want it to right. be fresh so if it's right. sponsored not only are you paying them to be sponsored, but then it keeps it at the top of the list. So in people's minds, they're not focusing on how long that posting has been there. They see that it's sponsored. So that it's obviously active. It's obviously people care about this job just because it's been up there for a month. So all that to say that Indeed has like a 30-day cycle where, you know, if you don't pause your job or pay to sponsor the job and keep it at the top of the list uh, all the time, then after 30 days, they just pause it for you and say, do you want to reopen this job or do you want to sponsor or whatever? Yeah. So every 30 days, I would always just, instead of reactivating that job, I would just post a new job, you know, for free every 30 days. That's sure. kind of like a hack you can do. And I, I did that for years and I would always get tons of applicants. So my point is that first 30 days, I got five applicants, wow. <laughs> five. And, um, wow. you know, yeah. And this year I got 55. So huge difference, <laughs> huge difference. Oh my goodness. And the previous, oh. the previous year I got like 105. So it's like, okay. you know, so we're, we're so it's on the uptick, but yeah. it's still really low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's, okay. there, there's hope, there's hope. So we're, yeah. we're, you know, but anyway, again, it doesn't mean that, that those 55 are like great candidates by any means, but at least you're, you're getting some options. Um, yes. and, and, and I have hired some folks through that 55 or interviewed some of those folks through that 55. They've actually showed up and I interviewed them and just didn't hire them for one reason or another. So there's hope, you know, there's yes. hope. Yeah. So what are the things, what are, what are some of the things that you really look for when you're trying to hire, hire someone? Are you looking for someone that just has general experience or are you typically trying to hire for a specific position or kind of what do you normally screen for if you're. Yeah. So uh, overall, I'm just like overall, like uh, on paper, you know, slash computer when i'm looking at an applicant I'm, I'm just looking for red flags i'm looking for you know like major gaps in employment looking for just weird things you know indeed isn't like 
Uh, like if I were to create a job application, it might be a little bit different. Some of the large retail companies I worked for have really in-depth multiple page applications where you can really nitpick some stuff. Like you can really find some red flags. Like it asks specific questions that people can answer in such a weird way that you're like, that's a red flag. And for so long, I learned that if it doesn't make, and I'm sure I was trained this too in all of my management days. Uh, but my intuition also is like, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Like, don't, right. don't try to justify it. You know what I mean? Like it just, this right. probably this person is not going to be a good fit. So I, I, I was really good at finding good applicants before I even scheduled them for an interview. So, but, so mm-hmm. by the time they came in for an interview, it was someone that typically fit the mold and I had a good feel about them. And I just kind of had to actually meet them and ask them questions in person and see if it was all talk. You know, it's one thing to fill an application sure. or have your mom fill an application or something, <laughs> you know, and be that perfect employee. Yeah. You, you still got to yeah. get them in. You still got to see them and talk to them and, and see if they fit. Like, is it, is it, are you the same yeah. person that applied? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. you still got to get through that. And as long as they're not totally like some crazy person and you're just like, this doesn't seem like the same person that who, who, someone filled this out for you, <laughs> then, then usually they're, they're, they're good to go based on the application. But yeah, I mean, I, I just really look for red flags and then, um, you know, experience helps. But at the end of the day, my, my job postings say experience is not required, but recommended, what is required is a positive attitude and a smile, you know, like those are kind of like some common sense things. Like I, I, cause here's the thing that I can, that I can leave with you and anyone listening to this episode, all of my years in retail and I've managed hundreds, I, I probably managed at least a thousand employees over 15 years, if not more, um, hired and fired half of that probably. And then here's the last eight years in my, my lawn care business, you know, half of that I've had employees too, but here, here's the biggest thing I, I can uh, uh, leave leave off with is um, just well in, in in addition to you know does does it make sense you know if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and all that the other key takeaway is uh, if you can you can't train a positive attitude you cannot show someone how to have a positive attitude how to smile how to be a team player those are characteristics those are personality traits that you have to look for in the interview. That's why you still have to have an in person or virtual. I, I actually just hired someone um, virtually. And they are, you know, that that's the first time I did that through Indeed. It's a new feature, but you know, with everything going on, it's, it's a lot easier to do that. And, uh, actually I hired someone prior to that actually virtually also because they were in another state and they were coming, they were moving here and they were just trying to get a job lined up for when they moved, they were graduating college and all that stuff. So regardless, whether it's like this virtually or in person, you still have to have that. You can still get a feel for the, for that person's you know, personality traits and you can kind of get a vibe from them versus just looking at some qualifications on paper. So if someone has zero experience, you can train them, but if they have a bad attitude, there's nothing you can do. They're just going to have a bad attitude that you can try and get them to fake it till they make it or whatever. But at the end of the day, (laughs) something's going to happen. A customer is going to rub them the wrong way, or you're going to rub them the wrong way, or another team member is going to rub them the wrong way. So you, you cannot train or coach attitude and personality like we talk about it on a sports level and everything coaches don't want a bad attitude player you know what i mean like you can be a a superstar with a bad attitude a lot of the all-star hall of fame coaches don't want them i don't care i don't care how good they are get them out of here i don't want them in my locker room they're going to infect the team with their you know cocky attitude and their their bad you know vibes and all that i don't care how many touchdown catches they had or how many home runs and all that (laughs) stuff like you got to have a good attitude first and foremost and we can we can work on the rest we can coach everything else so so yeah so i mean of course if you find someone with experience and a great attitude wow you know that's someone you want to get on the team and maybe make them a crew leader things like that and grow with them but at the end of the day you're just looking for that good attitude which which is hard to find on paper so so you kind of have to go based on what experience do they have what are the reasons for leaving how long of gaps in employment and 
you know, sometimes you end up going through some, you can even call people and have a little phone screening if you want to save some time. You know, we're all busy, especially for owner operators. And we're trying to get to yeah. that point. We're running around sometimes with a chicken with our head cut off and we don't have time to sit down with someone for 20 minutes and interview them and coordinate all that. So sometimes just a quick phone call and asking them yeah. a few questions, you know, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, things based off of their application. Like, so yeah. I, I see there was like a two year gap in between this job and that job. Tell mm -hmm. me, tell me what you were doing in that time frame, And that those yeah. are perfectly fine questions. You're not like asking anything personal about the, about them, you know, like right. their gender or their preferences sure. on this or that or politics. You're not getting into any, right, right, right. any HR rabbit holes that you want to stay <laughs> away from. You're just matter of facts. Like, you know, there's a gap in employment here. You know, can you tell me what you did? You know, tell me about that. Did you do anything in there? And a lot of times people have legitimate things like, oh, I was, you know, I was, I, I was injured or I was sick. And then when I got better, I, they didn't have a job for me. And I kind of did yeah. some stuff on the side and I worked for my friend or my family or this or that, yeah. you know, like this, you know, people can fill in those gaps legitimately sometimes. And, yeah. and, and those are things that you can get over the phone. And sometimes it's kind of like, okay, well, thank you for your time. And, you know, at least you save 20, you know, another 20 minute interview later on down yeah. the road. So yeah. That's really what it all is. I'm I'm ultimately looking for a good fit. I'm always looking for a good fit for me and for the team. Someone that I can carry a conversation with at times that they don't we don't have to be best friends, but someone that I can just I feel you know, we're sitting in the truck together, right? Me, them, yeah. other employees, you know, like I yeah. want it to be a good vibe. We don't all yeah. have to be best friends and go out for drinks at the end of the day or or go out for, you know, for a, a um, you know, watch a game or something together and you have, you know, ha yeah. uh, have, have something to eat. We don't, it doesn't have to come to that. We just have to be able to have a good working relationship and be a team. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. And personality really is a I big like part of that, not experience. I like that. Yeah. There was, the, there's there, there. So just this year we had a, a guy who was here, who was just here from college his family lives overseas but he goes to college here and he has relatives here in oklahoma and for whatever reason he got he kind of got he got he kind of got here late and so it was hard for him to find a job just for the summer and he needed a job for about six weeks and he said mark i've tried all the places he was like but i'd love to work with you and we talked whatever and he's he's a friend of the family and things like that and so i was like yeah okay let's let's do it you know and he actually, he's, he's had no experience doing lawn care, and we had to kind of coach him through a lot of things. But he would show up on time every time. He had a great attitude, and every time we had to correct him, he was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Great. And then the next time, he would do it. And I thought to myself, initially, I thought it was going to be kind of an uphill battle trying to get a new person up to speed. But believe it or not, when he left last week, the, uh, my brother-in-law and myself were like, man, you know, I'm really going to miss him. He was a great guy. You know, he was a great worker. And, and, and he, I mean, and he really did not have that much experience at all. But the attitude, exactly what you're saying, the, the attitude really, really trumped any, any lack of experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And I've, I've gone through the gamut, not only in retail, but just, you know, with my business uh, over the last four, four years or so, I've had plenty of new people. I mean, I, Really, I kind of, I guess I didn't know any better and I felt like I didn't have any choice, but there's plenty of new people that I hired that either had zero experience or they're like, yeah, I helped my, my dad, you know, you know, like mow the lawn or, you know, what, what random things like that. And, you know, sometimes those are red flags too. Cause you're like, they are not, that's a big difference between helping your mom or dad around the garden in the house than mowing 70 something lawns a week in a hundred degree <laughs> weather straight. That's a rude, yeah. rude awakening yeah. for most yeah. people. You know I mean? Big some, yeah. Big difference. So sometimes those are red flags that you have to, you know, that's stuff you should, you know, ask in the interview and make known, yeah. like make it clear. So they understand you see their eyeballs get all big and then maybe you just need to tap out. But, you know, so I've hired plenty of people without experience and trained them up. And I've been fortunate to find people with a lot of experience and, and that's been helpful. And I think a good blend is good. I mean, it's, it, it really, 
if you're starting out, if you're a solo owner operator and you're trying to start hiring, it can take a toll on you, especially if you have, if you have a really full schedule and, and maybe even you have a family and you're running around like crazy. You're trying to, you know, from seven to four or five or whatever, you're just trying to bang out as much work as possible. And then you got to rush home and pick the kids up or this or that. And, you know, it, it can be, it can take a toll on you if you're trying yeah. to train a bunch of new people or even just one new person. Um, and, and, and I know a lot of people um, are like, I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy for that. And, and I'm going to spend all that time and then they're going to quit and then I have to do it all over again. And I get it. And sometimes that's just what you have to do. You have to go through that cycle until you can find someone that can, can last long enough to then get another person. And then that person. So, so the goal is my, my goal has always been to have at least two part-timers or one full-time, one part, just two, two team members. In addition to me for, for one crew, doesn't mean all three of us work five days a week. Um, it, yeah. it, that, that's the point is that they're on staff. And, um, so this way, you will hopefully, hopefully both pe- both of those people won't just randomly quit or fall off the face of the earth at the same time. So if, yeah. one, if one person moves on to a better opportunity or you have to let them go because they're just not, you know, getting it done anymore or never really made it, made you know, never really worked out in the first place, whatever. At least you still have one person that's hopefully you've trained up or already had the experience coming in that you can rely on. So then when you keep, so when you get another person, that person can, the, the existing team member can help you train that person yeah. up. So it's not all you because it is exhausting when you start from scratch. It does take right. a toll on you to train somebody up. But just think about if you can invest that time in someone and they do work out now that now you quickly can try and not quickly, but you you, you don't just like stop there. Like, oh, we're good. Try to find another person almost as like their successor in a way, just in case you move them up, you know, like the other person, the experienced person up to maybe a crew leader or something, or they just move on to something else. You know, at least maybe you guys together have trained up the next person. So um, <clears throat> that's where it gets easier. As long as you can now have that person that is it is experience whether you train them from scratch or they came in with experience you have them to now help you train the next person and you just kind of keep cycling that through and um you know so i've been fortunate enough to always now have had at least one experienced person to help us coach up the next experience i mean the next person that comes in regardless of their experience level so but but it is hard in the beginning if you start from scratch with someone that really has no experience but also think about it that you're molding them the way that you want to them to be they're not sometimes bringing someone with experience they might have bad habits that you have to now break them of you know and so like we oh that's great well we don't do it this way maybe they did that over at brightview but we don't do that here we have a bunch of residential properties and you know this is not how how we roll here you know so um, yeah (laughs) so i mean you know that's 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 real life right there but uh so so again there's going to be more time and energy to spend in in someone with no experience or minimal experience but think about it in an investment in their future and your future and hopefully you can keep them long enough to get someone else you know forever maybe but at least long enough to get somebody else on board so you can they can help you now coach the next person and you just continue that cycle depending on how much you want to grow and how big you want to get are you tired of wasting time looking up addresses and responding to inquiries that are too far away or just not in one of your areas? If you are, then you need to add My Service Area to your website. My Service Area will filter your website inquiries based on the territories that you have created on your My Service Area map. If they are in one of your territories, then they get through to your request page. If they are out of your area, then My Service Area stops them from submitting a request and asks them for their email address. The added value is all all the addresses are collected so that you can view the pins on your map. Collecting those addresses will help you improve your route density and assist you with knowing where you can grow your business. My Service Area should definitely be a part of your tool set to create more efficiency. Visit myserviceareacom nailer for a special offer or click the link in the podcast description. My Service Area. That's kind of my, my tips for that too. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I like that. So, so pivoting on to the next topic here before, uh, before time gets away from us, uh, I wanted to kind of go into, you have, um, 
you have you're selling t-shirts and everything right that tell us a little bit about that i probably totally butchered that but just yeah. <laughs> give us give us some insight well yeah so so this is like it's to me it doesn't sound weird but i know it seems like a, an awkward transition but so the name of my business is obviously patriot so you can figure out all the all the background behind that just loving our country feeling feeling fortunate to own my own uh, business uh having heard the stories that that my dad grew up you know back in the 40s and 50s and everything that he that he experienced and what he hoped to accomplish and what he was actually able to accomplish and things that were off limits to him and things like that i just feel very fortunate that really in our country to be able to live with a person who is gracious loves this country as well, but has experienced things that I couldn't even imagine experiencing. But also to know in my heart, I believe that our country has changed, you know. And so just feeling that it's like it's an opportunity to, um, uh, it, it, it really is just a privilege, I feel like, to be able to own my own business. And so it, it's funny, not this year, but in 2021, uh, my wife and I went to just like a local 4th of July uh, event. And here in Oklahoma, people will still have just, you know, they'll have the parade, they have the fireworks. It, 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 Oklahoma City is a very big, small town. And so um, uh, you still have a lot of the small town things. And I think last year we were still in COVID and some cities and towns were doing events, some were not, some were scared, some did a smaller size event, but we went to one and it was really moving just to see how happy and how excited people were to get out and probably because of COVID too, but get out, celebrate, have music and food. And just people were proud of their 4th of July garb. You know, here's my 4th of July t-shirt, you know, love America, whatever. And it really kind of moved me, but I didn't realize how much it moved me until this year. We were so busy with work. I didn't get a chance to really do anything. And it kind of put me in a funk, you know, and I thought, man, you know, I didn't get a chance to do anything. But I realized, I, I started talking to some of my friends, and I thought, you know what? There really is, despite what you see on TV and the media, social media and things like that, there's a lot of people that really have a lot to say that, that, that are probably opinionated about their country, but they don't want to be deemed as the person, you know, that's, that's you know, the rabble rouser and things like that. They want to just calmly be able to express their love for the country. Hey, you know, I support, personally, I support First responders think they're great. Love to have them more the better. Love our country, military who have sacrificed and really just done a lot for um, our country. And, you know, I thought what better way to do that than to just wear a T-shirt to uh, do it, you know. And so I thought, honey, what do you think about this? She said, Mark, you've talked about this for years. I said, have I really? <laughs> she said, yeah, you've always talked about this. And she said, go look at your closet. And I, you know, there's a there's, there's something, you know, proud to be American this or support military this. And I thought, I did not realize that it was that obvious. I, mean, she's like, yes, it's obvious. <laughs> I said, okay. So I started just coming up with different designs, looking for some. And so really what I decided to do, I, I started, I, I have a, a, a webpage. It's called Patriot, PatriotDesigns.com. And really, um, T-shirts that you can uh, purchase, but also what I want to do with every purchase that a person does, we give a dollar at least to first responders, veterans, and you can choose, a person can choose between the, uh, um, choose between the places where they want to make that donation. And I can't do everything, but I feel like it's a small way to really support people who serve our country. And uh, I can't say it loud enough that I feel like that they really bear a, a, a disproportionate burden that really doesn't get recognized enough. So to the extent that I can do that in a small way, it just seemed to flow consistent from Patriot Outdoors to Patriot uh, Designs. And I didn't realize it until my wife said, honey, you always talk about that. I thought, well, is that good or bad? I couldn't decide if she was happy <laughs> about that or not. But she said, no, honey, it's a good thing. So uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. And it wasn't really a, it just kind of happened over time. So uh, they're there. You can look at them, choose where you want to make your donation. And the majority of the donations will, as I mentioned, either go to support first responders. There's probably things like wounded warriors, telling the towers, some of the large ones that we see, and then some of the ones that uh, will help support the fire and um, 
police first responders in New York City as well. So nice. Yeah. That's just kind of what I decided to do. <laughs> yeah. So what and then, so there, there's a website I'm guessing to go on and there's check a website. all that. Yeah, yeah. The, you can kind of uh when you go look at it, you can kind of figure if, if you want to just look at uh Second Amendment, first responders, uh veterans, and just um there's a section that's just kind of more just American patriots, just general patriotic uh uh t-shirts. And I really feel like it's for those individuals who I don't get on social media and argue and engage and things like that, but I do want people to know that I love our country. So I think yeah. there's probably a number of us out there. Yeah. So what, what is the website? And then I'll put it in the, in the episode description too. The website, make sure I get it right. It's patriotdesignco.com. Nice. That's easy enough. Patriotdesignco.com. And uh, yeah, it's there. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm still, Tweaking it, it's ready to go, but it may not look exactly the same here in the next week or so because I'm making a few changes there. But uh, yeah, it's ready to go. And it's one way that uh, um, uh, we generate a little bit of uh, money, but I really want to be able to support people who I feel like are are, are working their tails off to keep us safe. Yeah. And they don't get enough recognition, in my opinion. I, I hear you. And, and I think that's, you know, what. <clears throat> Whether it's whether it's collecting money for something, you know, to to donate and you know whatever um, to for products or services, or just doing things like over the over the holidays, like I I decorate my house for for Christmas time, you know, with all the all the festivities sure. and the lights and all that, and we kept them up, you know, an extra month for first responders. That's like a thing. I don't know if it's like a countrywide oh. thing or not, but in, okay. in our area it was, it's like, because, you know, all, all of the first responders and all the nurses and doctors come home late, it's dark. They come home and it makes them happy to be able to still see Christmas lights up, you know, cause normally people like, you know, know like January 2nd, you know, you're taking them all down or whatever, but <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but but there's like a movement again. I don't know if it's a countrywide thing or or what, but at least in Virginia, um, there's the whole month of January. So you you take them down February first instead. So um, you okay. know, so we we just kept them all up. And I'm, one of my neighbors is is a doctor. So I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. trying to support everybody as much as I can. And everybody yeah. loves my lights. I go all out. I'm a, I like spell okay. stuff on my roof. You know, every That's year, cool. every That's year is awesome. a different thing spelled out in <laughs> lights. You know, and all that stuff. And I'm up there, you know, stapling things. And my yeah. neighbor's like, looking good, Clark. You know, and I'm up there just doing my <laughs> stuff. You know, so I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. So I, I, uh, I, you know, I kept it up for that whole month, and that that was just my small little contribution. You know, and then. Yeah. Then there was a, you know, there was like a Facebook war going on. You know, someone posted something about, you know, make sure you take your lights down. And because I didn't take them down at like February 1st or something, you know, because like, I was busy. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to take them down that coming weekend or something. And there was yeah. like a, just a reminder, take your lights down. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to go. So I was like, I started, I made a comment about, I left <laughs> it up for the first responders and all that. And people were liking it and, and, and nurses were like, thank you so much. That's so nice. We love yeah. you and all that stuff. And yeah. the, the person who posted it shut the comments off because they were getting so much hate. They're like, we're just, we're just relaying a message on behalf of the HOA. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. But anyway, not yeah. yeah, not to go down, not to, you know, diverge off too much of a rabbit hole there, but you know, it, it's good for all of us in some way, if more people in some way could contribute to those kind of things, you know, <laughs> whether it be, you know, keeping your lights up or creating merchandise to, to give back yeah. and, 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 and people show yeah. their support or putting together events in their community, all these different yeah. things just to, Cause you know, we've been through a lot, you know, our country's been through a lot. We've yeah. been through a lot recently. I mean, the history yeah. of the country obviously has gone through a lot. Um, I had a yeah. lot of mixed feelings about independence day this, this, this year. Mm -hmm. And I, I posted something on Instagram, how I felt like, you know, I, like I did some research, like what the heck is independence day? I'm going to make sure I have all the facts and I'm going to post my thoughts and opinions on it. And yeah. I have a lot of friends and acquaintances and family that are all over the place. Like people like yeah. we're, we're boycotting independence day, this country, yeah. she needs a timeout, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. man, you know, like, so I'm yeah, like, I, I don't know how I agree or disagree with that. So let me, let me, right. let me come up with a real thing. And I put it on, yeah. on, on Instagram and, 
it was a long thing. You know, I'm not going to get into that on, on this episode, but, uh, you know, if you saw it on my Instagram stories, then, you know, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, but, uh, that, you know, that, that was my opinion and my belief about independence day and all that. And so this country has been through a lot and, and, and more recently it's been through even more. So, um, I, I feel like, you know, everyone has a voice and we can positively yeah. express ourselves in some way. You know, we yeah. don't have to be negative and violent about it. We don't have right. to right. hate on each other or other people's opinions that are different than yours. Like just yeah. show your support, you know, share I your feel opinions. Like precisely that is America is that we can, we, we can vociferously disagree and we don't have to come to blows about it. It's like, that's okay. Guess what? At the end of the day, that's kind of like the example that we'd like to try and hold up. If we yeah, say, that's what America is about. To, to our children. To, is that, listen, I got a different opinion. He has a different opinion than me. But guess what? If his trash can's left out there and I'm pulling mine in, I'll pull this up still. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's like, yeah, it's all right. That's what we do. That's, you know? Yeah, that's, that's America. That's why everyone left, you know, to being ruled by one person, you know, to come start America. And then That's over, true. over the, over the centuries, more and more people yeah. or over the decades, more and more people, cause we're a really young country. It hasn't been centuries actually. Yeah. It's only been decades, yeah. but more and more people just come over and bring their culture and mix it all up. And it's just all about the land of the free. And that's why yeah. it's so intense right now because people are afraid that, you know, the country's starting to get more or starting to get less free and more restrictions and more of this and more opinions and extreme left and extreme right and all that stuff. And we're just supposed to be in the middle. We're supposed to be a mix. We're supposed to be able to agree to disagree and all that stuff. Like, you know, anyway, so that's, (laughs) that's a different podcast (laughs) for a different day, but (laughs) yeah, but so that's, that's, that's good. So guys, you know, check, check that out. I'll put that link in the uh, show in the episode description there for you guys to check that out. If you want to show your support and you know uh, all that so um do you have any any parting words or anything that you want to share any tips or tricks about your business or or anything before we go to the infamous pod decks (laughs) you know you see you you say tips or tricks i i I would just say i I think it's funny i don't feel like i've been doing this all all that long and so i feel like that that you know Everyone is going to have something to add. And I feel like the only thing I would have to add, and it's funny, you, you actually asked this question before coming from uh, the federal government doing the investigatory work. Every customer or potential customer you have, before they ever say anything to you, they size you up and they make an opinion on whether or not you are worth their time or whether or not you can resolve their problem. It's funny. I don't do tree work, for example. I don't do major tree work. I'll trim things that I can reach from the ground, but I'm scared of climbing up in trees. I'm not going to do it. You couldn't pay me enough. Just won't I, do it. I hear I, you. <laughs> but it's amazing how I get so many requests of just all sorts of different types of work because customers don't know. We're in the industry and they have no idea to what extent we uh, we do things. So, I, so the only thing I would just say is just keep in mind that our best marketing is our behavior and how we act when customers see us. When that neighbor looks out the window who's never spoken to you but has seen you doing this customer's lawn, seeing you doing their neighbor's lawn for the last two years, they know who you are and they already have formed an opinion about whether or not they will ever let you service their lawn. So just make sure when you're out there on someone's lawn, that's your best marketing opportunity right there. That 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 is great. I couldn't have said that couldn't have said that better. And I'll I'll give you an example. You know, everyone probably knows me by now about route density and having so many lawns in one neighborhood or multiple neighborhoods now. But when I first started, you know, it just took one lawn and one one street. And over the years, I would accumulate people that were just like watching me the whole time. You know, like they're just like, is this like a fly by the seat of his pants guy? Is this like a weekend warrior? Like, are they serious? Like, you know, some people really want are looking for legitimate businesses or business people. You know, you don't have to be some big business. But if you're like a, a, you know, a professional looking, reliable lawn care and or landscaping or whatever it is, service provider, 
and you, you know, you're doing good work, like you said, and you're branding yourself, people are watching. And, and I'm a, perf- I know that for yeah. a fact, people will approach me two years in and they're like, yeah, I've been watching you taking care of so-and-so's yard <laughs> on the corner, you know, for the last couple yeah. of years, you do a really good job. You want to come check out my lawn and let, let me know how much it'd be. And it yeah. happens time and it happened time and time again. Now it's way off the deep end where people are like, Oh, I see your trucks everywhere. And I have one truck, you know, like I see you guys everywhere, you know, like that's that route density and that branding. Yeah. You know, and like, Oh, I saw you on Facebook, the whole dang neighborhood recommended you on Facebook. So I felt like I had no choice, but uh, it's like peer pressure, you know, like, so that's, you get to that point eventually. But when you're first starting out, you just want to do it. You you get one yard in that new neighborhood and you better do the best possible, have the cleanest clothes, the best setup. It doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to, you know, one of my employees wants to eventually start his own business and he's been asking me a lot of questions and he's like, so do you think it'd be better to, you know, to, uh, he said something like, do you think it'd be better to, um, Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the ramp rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwreck.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwreck.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. I don't remember how he worded it, but he basically said something like, you know, what what would be better, like, to spend money on, like, a new truck uh, or, you know, have have something used or something like that? And and I I, I answered it by saying... It's not about how much you spend. It's how good you look. So mm-hmm. no one knows if you have an expensive truck or not. You can have a nice looking old or used truck, <clears throat> for example, and no one's going to know the difference. It, but if you pull up yeah. in a rust bucket, then everyone's going to notice. And you're only yeah. going to get rust bucket customers that, that just yes. want the cheapest mo blow guy. And if that's not yeah. you, if you're looking to build a good professional business, um, and maybe scale it and have crews or whatever, and eventually have really nice stuff, you know, yeah. meaning like newer, you know, better equipment yeah. and set up and, you know, your truck and trailer wrapped, all that stuff costs money. And right out the gate, you might not be able to afford all that. And that's fine. Just show up in a nice, clean, professional, whatever you have with whatever clean yeah. trailer that's not covered in rust, spray paint it black, touch it up, make it look decent. Yeah. Don't have rips and tears in your clothes. Have some clean, plain shirts if you can't afford to buy logo shirts right off the bat. You know, like, there's ways to go about it. But if you pull up in a rust bucket with ratty clothes, cigarette hanging out your mouth, you know, smoke's (laughs) billowing out of your mowers while you're on someone's lawn, you are not going to be in specific neighborhoods. You are not going to get specific people. And those might be the people that you want. And you wonder why you're not getting them. And you wonder why you're not growing or ever going into a certain neighborhood. And maybe you got to look at yourself and your setup in the mirror, but you don't have to have a big fancy setup or expensive rig or anything like that. So focus on the first impression matters. Everyone's, Mm -hmm. everyone's, uh, um, everyone's, um, everyone's perception is your reality. So, you yeah. know, you got to just focus that's on what that. It, that's what, it, that's what I said. I said, this person can be completely wrong, but their perception of you is what they're going to use to base their decision off of. Exactly. So don't give them any excuse or any reason to think anything other than the best. And I think it was, um, I don't want to take the credit for it, but, and, and, and I hope I don't fail to give someone credit, but I think it was, um, Jonathan Christensen, who said that you were going to have, he said, you know, if someone's going to show up to my house, he said, in a in a rusted out 92 Buick with a Metallica T-shirt on, and he's got a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of their mouth, and they're cursing in front of my kids, and they're throwing cigarette butts on my lawn. He was like, that's just not going to happen. And we use that as an extreme, because most people aren't going to do all of that. Right. But, <laughs> you like, hope. you were just mentioning 
you know, having clothes that don't look clean. And it's hard because you're out there getting in the dirt, but every, they know that you're working. But having clothes that either don't look clean or not having a personable uh, demeanor or not, you know, giving them <clears throat> the courtesy of letting them know when you're on their way or, you know, not mistreating their stuff. If you have to move something, you know, move something aside. It's normally not that extreme that we just use, but it is the small things. It's the small things that separate you from someone else because anyone can mow a lawn, but it's the small things that are going to separate us from the next guy who's just getting started out there, you know, knocking down everything you can, you know? So it's, it, yeah. yeah, you put it precisely. Yeah. Their perception is what they're going to use to make a decision. Yeah. And there's, there's a difference between clean clothes and a clean look. Yes. You, you can have a, yes. you can have nice clean shirt. That's dirty because you were just <laughs> working and you look like a clean person yeah. versus not. If you catch my yes, drift, sir. there's a difference exactly between, yes, <laughs> between being, yeah. you know, dirty and dirty, yeah. having a right. clean look and looking uh, clean. Those are two yes. different things. So you can, yes. you know, people, you got a, a night, you know, uh, I mean, my shirt's gray, so you can't even tell if it's dirty, but if I had like a lighter gray shirt or maybe my colors were orange or yellow or something, right. that's cool. There's dirt and stains on there because I'm digging holes or I'm laying down mulch, but I got logos yeah. on it. It's not falling. The shirt's not falling apart. The shirt falling doesn't apart. look yeah. like it's like five years old. It just looks like it's right. dirty because I... I just got some work done today. It's the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you, you start yeah. the day at eight in the morning and your shirt's looking like that and it's falling apart. That's a different look. And, you know, you're looking like a hot mess. You know, that's yeah. a different look. You know what I mean? Your pants are falling off. That's a different look. So I just had to order some shirts this morning. I just ordered them online. I was like, yeah, we think it's a new shirt. Ours are looking kind of ragged. I'm like, yeah, it's time to order some more. Orders. There you yeah, go. So there you go. I'm with you. All right. Well, good. Good stuff. I'm. I'm, I'm loving it. Let's. Uh, let's. Let's do, get into the pod. The pod decks and then bang out some rapid fire questions here. So if you've listened to the anyone's listened to my podcast, you know when I have a guest, I try to remember. It's been a minute, so I almost forgot to uh, use these pod decks where. We randomly pick cards. When it's virtual, I randomly pick the cards by you. You can see the the the, the white parts. I can't see okay. it. So that means I'm picking the backside. So I don't know what it says. So I'm pulling this okay. card here. So let's see what it says. So it says, brag to me about the best things going on in the past 30 days. That's a new one. I haven't best picked that. going on in the past 30 days. Well, um, Oh, okay. Well, I can come up with one at least. So go. we, <clears throat> in the fall, since here in Oklahoma, we don't do, I, I've never purchased a snow contract. That's not happening. Here. <laughs> so we you. have to come up with, we have to come up with other things. And one of the ideas that we have is <clears throat> to do, we just started doing poop scoop for some of our uh, customers. Nice. And the good thing about this is that my son can actually help and he's 12. And he will begin helping. He is so eager to help, even though I don't know what he would make, but he makes, you know, five or six bucks a lawn, you know, and he's happy. He's like, wow. So if I do 10 lawns, he's already thinking about how many he can do, how yeah. to generate extra money. And that was the, the reason I say that is a huge positive because that was one of the things I really wanted to do with our business, have a way to plug my kids in to begin helping out and just learning the value of the day's work. Nice. Yeah, that's I've been hearing that more and more lately. A lot of folks have been uh, getting their kids involved. You know, I feel like for for years now, their kids were really young and now they're starting to get to that age where it's like, you know, it's it's safe for them to now come and do some dabble in this or that. And, you know, I know, know people they get their kids on their zero turn because it's relatively easy enough to just get on there and, you know, stripe some lawns, you know, they're 14 or whatever and they can still get after it. You know, you have 12 year olds, 10 year olds pulling weeds, you know, blowing yeah. off sidewalks and things like yeah. that, you know? So there's a lot of creative ways and, and, and they're, they're, they're not only being able to work with dad or mom or both, yeah. but they're also, you know, learning work, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and getting paid for it too, whether it's yeah. five bucks or an ice cream yeah. after, after work yeah. or whatever, they're, they're yeah. getting something in return for their hard work. So that's, Absolutely. that's teaching them in an early age, you know, the value of putting in work, you know, doing something and, and getting something in return for it versus just kind of, 
it's your birthday or it's a holiday and you just get something, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's really cool that, that, it, that there's more and more folks doing that. So awesome. Let's, uh, let's Absolutely. go. Yeah. Let's go into another one real quick here. Let's see if we get another good one. Let's see. Um, which talent would you most like to have? Which talent? Is this related to the industry or anything? It could be anything. That's pod decks or just anything, man. It helps. People like the pod decks I've heard on, you know, reviews and things because it sometimes it unlocks questions that I would have, like things about people that I would have never discovered because we just talk about lawns and landscape and these are just general right. questions. It's like, oh, wow, I'm a pilot actually. Like what? You know, like. Talent <laughs> <laughs> I would most like to have. I think, um, I would like to be able to cook well. See, That's, there you I go. Would like, I, I would like to be able to do that. And um, why is that? Why? Well, um, so my, my wife is of Mexican descent and she cooks well, things like that. But we have three young boys. so We don't get a chance to really sit down and really come up with something that we like to um, uh, uh, cook very well because we just don't we just don't have as much time as we wish we did, um, and so it's something that one I'd like to offer to her to be able to help out. But also, I just like to eat well. You know, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> we're at the stage now with the twelve year old, the seven year old, the two year old. We do lots of corn dogs, chicken nuggets, French fries. It's like because it's I'd quick like and easy, right? Something it's yeah. quick and easy. But also, I like to eat well too. So yeah, I, I'd love to be able to learn to cook well. So you guys can double team the. You can increase the production yeah. of the food. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah, and start yes. digging into healthy yeah. stuff. In that camp, there's not a whole lot I can offer her that that we're gonna enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I like that one. Well, let's let's yeah. let's uh, end it on that note. Um, thank you very much uh, again, Mark, for being on the LCR Media podcast, and we talked thank about you. talked about a lot of great things. And um, so I look forward to. Uh, I think I've seen you at some events in the past, so I, I look forward yep. to. You know, I don't know if you're going to be at Equip Expo or anything, but I look forward to seeing you somewhere in the future. I'm sure. We're hoping to make it to uh, Entrepreneur. In December, in December, listen to me, in November. If, if I go in December, I have a feeling I'm going to miss it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. we going to that in November, so yeah. Awesome. So. Cool. Well, great. Hey, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.